Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. From the offices of Create and Cultivate, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the host of Work Party, a podcast for ambitious women looking to create and cultivate the career of their dreams. Work Party is paving the way for a new generation of women, women who are redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. Every Wednesday, we bring in leading female powerhouses for real talk and BS-free advice on building your business. You'll hear from female founders, CEOs, entrepreneurs, creatives, and so many other badass ladies. Are you ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? Then tune into Work Party, the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show and never miss an episode. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy, I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'm burn out. Hi guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast. I am your host, Kenzie Elizabeth, and I am currently having a great Monday morning. And let me tell you why. First off, start off my morning with an early morning core power class. And I'm telling you, there's nothing that gets me in a better mood than a 7 a.m. workout. And I know that probably sounds so incredibly annoying. And I'm annoyed with myself as I say it, but I'm just telling you guys, like there is nothing that cures all of my life problems, like an early morning workout and seven may not be that early to you. Six for me is really pushing it. Like I'll do that once or twice a week if a friend drags me, Um, but a seven to me is, is perfect. The second being that I am in a studio currently in Dallas. If you guys are watching on YouTube, you guys are currently seeing this. Up until now on YouTube, we've really just been putting the interview portion of the episode or the conversation, if you will. And now we've got the whole thing start to finish. We're doing listener calling at the end. We're doing the intro. I mean, it's going to be quite, what's the word I'm looking for? Fabulous, if you will. I'm going to bring back fabulous, okay? Today's episode is very exciting. We have Drew McDonald or Drew Mac on the show. I'm going to talk about him later. He's one of my favorite people. I have known him I think I'm running on six years of knowing him at this point. He is one of the most incredible people and I'm just so glad that he's finally coming on and you guys will love the conversation and he's just absolutely perfect in every single way. So we'll get to that shortly. I want to do a little bit of a weekend recap because I I learned something and I was, I've been thinking about it all morning. So I have been, you know, out and about hitting the town really. Um, I've been booked and I've been busy, you know, vax and wax, whatever slogan saying you're going with right now. That is currently me. Like I have never had FOMO until this year. So I am everywhere. I'm also just having fun and I'm 24 now, which is crazy, but I've just been really quite the social butterfly. 
And I, I have a really busy month ahead. I have a lot on my plate right now and I'm going on two, potentially three trips. One of the, I'll be in New York later this month. There's just a lot going on in the month of August. And so I thought to myself, you know what? I am going to be responsible and I'm going to stay in this weekend. It is this, my second weekend in the past eight months, actually, now that I really am doing the mouth of, you know, staying home and not going out both nights. And I thought I was being responsible. I really did. I thought that I was doing the right thing for myself and that I would come into Monday and this week just feeling so prepared and on top of it. Here's what I have learned about this. I always say that rest isn't necessarily just laying around. It's doing things that refuel you. And I think that going to dinner and hanging out with my friends and being a normal 20 something year old at this point in my life is actually refueling me. And maybe it didn't in years past, but I have to say, I think I should have just gone and hung out with my friends all weekend. I did see a friend and we were really chill and I just didn't do that much, but just laying at home all weekend and being chill didn't really refuel me. So I actually take back everything that I said. I don't think that was a responsible thing. I actually think that I should have gone out and hung out with my friends because then maybe I would be feeling better on this Monday morning. So that's what I've learned. Um, Rest is different than being lazy. I will say though, I had a crazy case of the Sunday scaries last night that I honestly... I don't always get those, but I had a really, I think I get them a lot when I know I'm traveling and I've noticed that I'm getting a lot more travel anxiety than I have in the past. And it's more so just like workload anxiety than it is like, I don't have anxiety getting on a plane, but I do have anxiety. I think maybe messing up my routine. I don't know. I love being home. I'm not quite sure, but I definitely get a little bit of travel anxiety. And I am traveling this week and you know, there's just a lot going on. And on Sunday, I was so anxious. I had the worst case of the Sunday scaries ever. I went to bed at 5 p.m. and I read two Colleen Hoover books. Okay, they're the novellas or I don't even know how that's how you say it, sorry. They're the short stories. I think they're like 150 pages each or something. I read two of them and then I started a new Colleen Hoover book. I believe it's the last one of hers that I haven't read and I'm at 75% of it. Like that is how much I read and how much I needed to read to get rid of my Sunday scaries. If you have Sunday scaries, pick up a Colleen Hoover book. There's no comfort like a Colleen Hoover book and it really cured all of my problems. I do also want to say I started listening to Dolly Parton's America, which I know it is shocking that I haven't listened to this before because I quite literally am the biggest Dolly Parton fan in America. I mean, there's just no one who loves Dolly more than me. I really believe that and I'll stand on. That's the hill that I choose to die on. Anyways, I started it. It's really incredible. There's nine episodes and it goes back and it goes through her life, her career and past interviews. And, you know, I just love her. She's a queen. So anyways. Okay, guys, a little bit of homework, housekeeping, if you will. The first thing being that I started a group message on Geneva. My friend Maddie from OKSIS and Scout and Maddie on OKSIS talk about it. But Maddie mentioned this in a vlog and I was thinking, wow, this is even better than our Facebook group. So if you guys want to join our group chat, we currently have four different ones and there's different like subcategories and stuff. Right now we have one that's just normal Kenzie Elizabeth stuff. We also have one, which I'll talk about in a second for the brand that I'm starting in the um, newsletter that I'm starting. We have one for Dallas girls. We have one for business stuff. I mean, we can make different categories. If you guys are looking for community and make friends, join us, hang out with us all the time. I mean, I'm literally in that group chat like every single day. I think I talk in it more than anyone else. I will have that in the show notes below. Trust me, you don't want to miss out. The second thing being the Okine, which is a brand that my friend Justin and I are starting. And instead of waiting until launch, we are, we've just been talking about it in posting and we're really going to take you guys along the journey. And you know, that's a risk talking about it early on, but 
yeah, I'm going to talk about it a little bit more in next week's intro and you guys will get more with that, but we want you guys to be as involved as possible. So again, join the Geneva group chat, follow us on TikTok and Instagram. I promise you, you guys will love what we're coming out with and just the overall brand. I I'm very excited. I have not been this excited for a work endeavor in a long time. And that's saying something because I am incredibly passionate about work. So that doesn't mean that I'm any less passionate about what I'm doing, but I'm very passionate about the Okine and I'm very excited. Okay. I also started a new newsletter. So we have the I Love You So Much podcast newsletter that you guys can sign up for. And every week you guys get the podcast episode, all the links to everything we talk about on the links to the YouTube video, the guest. Um, and then we also have timestamps. So if you guys are looking for certain questions to be answered and things like that, that is on the email. But I started a different one called question for the class. And this is all about navigating your 20s. I talk all the time about how your 20s are really confusing and really hard and very difficult and uncertain. And I obviously don't know really anything. I'm 24. It's not one where I'm coming at it in the way of like, I know everything, listen to me, but it's more so a conversation and just things that I've been learning, thoughts that I've been having. I don't know. I read a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts. It's really just navigating your 20s, but more so from the perspective of being your friend rather than someone who like, you know, knows it all and has it together. So I will also have that down below. I also hired an assistant, everyone. This is very exciting. I have been needing to do this for at least a year and I finally did it. I'm very excited. Updates to come with that. But anyways, with that being said, we're going to get into today's episode. I know the intro was a little bit long, but I just really needed to chat and catch up with you guys. Today we have Drew McDonald on, or Drew Mac. He is a musician. He is a writer. I mean, he is just one of the most incredible human beings in the entire world. I adore him. You guys will be able to tell that on the episode. I just love him. He's actually opening for his best friend, Olivia O'Brien. I don't know when that tour starts, but soon. I'll be at the Dallas stop for sure. So be sure to get tickets, um, follow him, listen to his music. I mean, he's just incredible and I love him so much. So without further ado, let's get started with the episode. I'm so glad that we're back together. I'm so glad. We've, I've known you probably for six years now. Five, six yeah. years. Yeah. Back when you were a fit on baby. Is that when we met? Yeah. Beauty baby. Yeah. 44. She's definitely the reason why we're uh-huh. sitting here today. Yeah. We have shout to give, Lindsay. we have to give credit. And we also, while we're giving the shout outs, we just wanted to shout out our good friend, Emily, Emily June. June, just cause we love her. We love you so much. I know she's listening to this. She's 100%. probably going to be the first listener. So hey girl. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. So yeah, we've known each other for forever. Yeah. Something we were talking about before we started recording was Drew used to live in this house on Federal. federal. People would call it the federal. It was the was federal that, house. Yeah, yeah, the federal house. Mm-hmm. You guys really were the OG content house. Yeah, which is funny because content houses are like such a thing now. And back then it it just wasn't a thing, but we kind of had our own little situation going. It was me, Jack, Lexi, Claudia. and Claudia. And then Lexi moved out and Maddie Bragg moved in. Didn't Olivia move in at some point? Olivia or no? moved yeah. in. And before we were there, it was like, Arden, Jen, Lauren, Lauren, Andrea, like it was just this like crazy, like five years of just creators in one house. That's like a memory unlocked thing. Yeah. For that house. Oh, absolutely. I would love to see who lives there right now. I know. Should we do a drive by? We honestly should. Check in. I'm probably still getting like random, like, or packages they were there? getting PR packages, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Cause we were getting like their mail when we lived there. So it was a really fun house though. It was Lots fun. Lots of parties. Did you come to our parties? Yeah. Did you come to the CEO and office hose? I feel like you were there. Probably. We had like Christmas parties. Yes. So many, so much of that year of my life is just such a blur 
It was such. It was a wild year. I'm like, yeah, I think so. It was really fun, though. It was really fun, and those were like our college equivalent years. I mean, they were our college years. I was going to college, but I didn't have an actual like Greek life sort of vibe. So that was. (laughs) I know, like right, like Alpha, whatever the hell. But yeah, yeah, no. So those were some good years. Also, I remember like partying in your downtown apartment a lot as well. Oh my god, yeah. There's a lot happening there. And we never really like went anywhere afterwards. We kind of just like went to your place. We wouldn't even go out. It would be like, it wasn't even a pregame. It was like in my, are you talking about my one bedroom or one bedroom? Okay, so my one bedroom apartment downtown, I passed it the other day. No way. And I was thinking about this. I was probably like 19, 20 living in this place. I had 27 people on the guest list who regularly came over. Yeah. Like all the, it wasn't just like, oh, one person's been like, that's how often. It was a one bedroom apartment downtown LA. Yeah. And we had parties there. All the time. All the time. All the time. I remember the balcony. I remember (laughs) um, your puppy. Is it Coco? Yeah, Coco. Those were some good nights though. Those were really fun. We had a lot of fun. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. I want to talk about your life growing up pre-FITM. Okay. What was your childhood like? (laughs) My childhood was honestly incredible. Like, I feel like I lived like two, I had like a Hannah Montana moment. Like I have my pre-LA and then my LA and both feel like absolute dreams, honestly. Like I grew up in a really small town in Canada, in Newfoundland on an island. And it was just like wholesome East Coast vibes. Like me and my family, I have three older brothers and we just like, spent so much time outside with our cousins and obviously you know I grew up and identified as straight and like you know moving to LA and like becoming the person I have now like I'm very open about my sexuality and that was like a struggle but other than that like I just am so grateful being able to look back on that and like have a sense of reality that isn't this life, if that makes any sense. Cause a lot of my friends are, you know, born and raised here and I feel like they've never seen snow. They've never seen like, or had a sense of normal. Yeah. So I'm just grateful that I've had that and can like always like look back on that and like, you know, understand real life. When did you come out? I came out literally the second I stepped off the plane. to move to LA. I mean, I came out to my family before then, but like to the world was right when I stepped on the plane, I was like, I'm going to be myself. Like I'm moving to another country. Like here's my moment. Like your moment to shine. mm -hmm. And I remember the first day of class in FITM, a kid who I met was like, are you gay? And I was like, oh my God, this is like the moment. Holy fuck. (laughs) And I was like, uh, and I was so like not confident about my answer, but I was like, yeah. And then like ever since then, I was like, oh my God, I can do this. Like, and they didn't, they didn't care. I mean, I went to a fashion school, so it was primarily like girls and gays. Okay, guys, a quick break to talk about one of my favorite sponsors, BetterHelp. I am very open about how I go to therapy every single week. I have been in and out of therapy since I think the fifth grade. And I am a huge advocate for talk therapy counseling. It's really made the biggest difference in my life and helped me in so many different ways. So that's why I love BetterHelp because I feel like they just, they make it more accessible to you with a better price point as well. So if you guys have something that is interfering with your happiness or something that is preventing you 
from achieving your goals, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You're able to connect in a safe and private online environment. It is so convenient and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. You're able to send a message to your counselor at any time and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to the counselors near you. They have licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, and self-esteem. Anything you share is confidential, it's convenient, it's professional, and it is affordable. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash Kinsey. You can join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that is betterhelp.com slash Kinsey. What made you want to go to FITM? Honestly, the hills. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone's answer. Yeah. And that's like such a sad reason to want to go to a school. But no, I think it makes sense. I understand. It makes sense. And like, I obviously like my passion, my main passion is music, but I'm just a creative person. So fashion just felt like something that was a little bit more like achievable or attainable. Like, how am I just going to like wake up one morning and like become Rihanna? Like that to me made no sense. So I was like, okay, like I'll move to LA. I'll do like the fashion thing. And if music ever like falls into my lap, then, you know, that'll be cool. But that was never really my intention. So, um, yeah, I watched the Hills and I was like, that looks really sick. It was the only school I applied to. I got That's accepted. another thing about FITM kids. It's the only school they apply to. I want to talk about you starting music too, because when I first met you, I don't think that's something I knew about you. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. And then you started releasing music and I think you could do anything and every single person around you would be like perfect angel. Amazing. Like you can't really fail. Um, <laughs> how did you decide to actually like take it seriously? I don't think there was really like a day where I was like, I'm going to do this. It was always like something that I've wanted to do. I grew up singing and writing songs, but never thought, I mean, I said I'm from a really small place in the world where no one really chooses like creative industries to, to go in. So I never thought it was going to be a possibility for me. So I think it was like my first like real like gay heartbreak. I was like, oh my God. And it just really drove me to like write a song. So I wrote a song and I don't know if you remember Maddie Bragg's ex-boyfriend, Jacob. Oh my God. Yes. Mm -hmm. <gasps> yes. This is all coming back. And shout out Maddie. But I wrote this like stupid song called Peach Arizona on my piano. And, um, I just sent I it to him. This. Yeah. Because he at the time was just like making music in his bedroom. And he was the only person who I knew who knew how to like work the software. So I sent it to him and he like produced it out. And then I was on YouTube at the time. So I had a platform a small platform, but you know, there was some people who were watching me and I was just like, fuck it, let's put it on SoundCloud. And then that like, just like the response was so positive that I was like, what am I doing? Making these like weird vlog videos that I don't feel like represent me that well when this music is something I'm really passionate about and clearly it's connecting with people. And that was like the moment where I was like, okay, I'm gonna stop making videos and I'm gonna really like, really dive into this music thing. and. Released a bunch of songs and then 
I started like, you know, meeting with like professionals, I guess, in the industry who like <laughs> were able to give me in rooms with like actual producers and actual songwriters. And then I started like songwriting for real. So it was honestly like really crazy how it happened. And I don't think SoundCloud's even really a thing anymore like that for people, but it really popped off. It was cute. It was a cute <laughs> little like moment. It definitely didn't like pop off, but it was enough to like get in the hands of the right people. And okay. So what are some of your favorite songs that you have written on? Even it doesn't even have to be just your own. Okay. Writing with Olivia O'Brien, my best friend, you've met her obviously. Yeah. And any song that we write together is like, obviously I just am obsessed with, but I really like a song on her new project actually called Call Mom. Mm -hmm. That was a really cool session. It's so crazy now because when I'm like home and people are at parties, like Olivia is like the first to be played. Dude. I'm like, it's so crazy. I yeah. like am so like happy to see how far she's come because yeah. she's really like an established artist now. Like people like play her shit and well, like- people don't even know that I hate you, I love you is hers. Like yeah. that's the first thing I say when I'm talking about it. And I'm, they're like, wait, what? I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's the same girl. Yeah. Like, and now it's like Jocelyn yeah. and like all this new shit that she's been dropping. I love her. She's so fun to write for. So it's kind of like hard to pick a favorite song, but just like writing for her in general or with her is just like such an easy experience because we're both very like similar people and the way mm -hmm. we respond to like heartbreak specifically. So we can just go in a session and we already know what's going on in each other's lives. So it's really easy just to be like, okay, let's write about like that situation and just, you know, make it a thing. But on her new project, there's a song called Call Mom that like, it's really special and- It's really, um, really good. Yeah. Do you feel like you always have to be heartbroken to write a song? Yes. See, I feel like <laughs> it would be so bad for me mentally. I don't know, I'm not a songwriter, but I feel like the best songs come from when you're sad. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I can write songs obviously, and I do write songs when I'm in a good place. But for me, writing music is like, therapy, like getting something off my chest. And when I'm happy, I don't have that like drive to go create because it's like, I'm happy. Like I want to go out with my friends and like enjoy the sunshine or whatever. So definitely like, it's kind of a toxic like pattern to like be in. And I'm trying to like break that. Obviously the last year creating has been just difficult for everybody, obviously because of the pandemic. So I haven't been able to like flex that muscle as much as I'd like to but now things are back and going and I'm just like writing like, you know, every couple of days. So that's good. But, um, it's definitely, it's hard, mm -hmm. but like when you are heartbroken, it's kind of fire. Cause you're like, okay, yeah. this sucks. But like, I'm able to like do something that I'm so in love with to like get my mind. And you'll be so proud of. And, yeah, yeah. And like, and make money. And it's like, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Literally. Like, Thanks li for the check. Literally. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, do you feel that way about like making videos or like podcasting or yeah, like certain points? I have this thing where I wish that I could be a songwriter. Mm -hmm. I have you so can. much material. Like Absolutely. I have so I'm sure you do. much. Yeah. But when it comes to other things, like I'm really, because it's totally different than writing a song, like even talking about things like publicly, I'm really private about. Like even, like I dated someone that like was completely off the internet and like we have the same friends. I wouldn't, mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like annoying, but yeah. I wish like if I was a songwriter, I'd be like, I don't care. I have a lot to say. 
you, you should know? interview an ex. Probably. I should. I actually really. I just should. feel like that'd be an inter- entertaining like episode. I have to, like, one look that back. would be funny. Yeah. I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would never. It would be like such a commitment mm-hmm. to like even have an hour there. Mm-hmm. You it's know? like those um, YouTube videos. I forget like what they're called, but when like you and your ex like sit yes. down and you take shots, like I don't know why that's like my fantasy to like go on that with my ex because you just get like the real tea that like yeah. no one, you get the answers to questions that everyone has after a breakup that no one really actually gets. No one wants to say. I really should consider that. I mean, if anything, for the views at that point. Scary I mean, come yeah. on, hello. <laughs> All right, guys, we are going to take a quick break to talk about Conair. Now, this is a pretty big deal to me, honestly. I remember even in middle school, we would, my best friends and I would walk to like CVS and Walgreens and Target and all those places and get these Conair hair tools. And that was like the biggest deal. It was so cool. So I have been a fan of Conair pretty much my entire life, ever since I've been able to start doing my hair. I love Conair. So I'm very excited about this. Today, we are going to be talking about the Conair Double Ceramic Triple Barrel Waver. Now, listen, we all want the perfect waves. It is summer. It's such an easy, beautiful look on your hair, and it looks like you didn't try that hard, which I love, but your hair looks incredible. The Conair Double Ceramic Triple Barrel Waver makes it easy to get effortless, deep waves. The triple barrel ensures continuous, uniform waves, while double ceramic technology delivers even heat for fast styling and long-lasting results. It's single voltage, auto off ensures safety, which is you know very, very good and very important for me. I'm very forgetful. They have turbo heat for those difficult to style spots. They have 30 heat settings for every hair type. There's instant heat for quicker styling with less weighting. The double ceramic with a higher ceramic content delivers even heat, fast styling and long lasting waves. The triple barrel creates deep, continuous waves. So to order, go to conair.com and search waiver. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode. What is like a day in your life now? Well, I wake up and I have like a really like strict morning routine. Like, oh, I love that. Go, please share. Okay. So Details. I, I wake up at like a cute 8 a.m. Love that. My alarm goes off and I run to my kitchen and I drink celery juice. I take my probiotic. Do you make your celery juice? Do you buy it? No, I buy it. Yeah, no, that's not I'm what I'm too lazy. Uh, no, also the cleanup. Don't even get me started on it. The cleanup. Yet. And then like, I feel like it just like gets weird if you like save it for like a day or two. Yeah. So I buy like the stuff from Trader Joe's, yeah. Suja or whatever. I usually go to training with my trainer who I work out with with my friends, which is like fun because it's like social, but also like I'm really into working out right now. Like I really, really love that. And like, I'm, you're, I feel like you're the same I love way. Working out, yeah. Like a day that I don't, like I didn't work out today and like I needed it. I needed a break, but I I'm wanted focused, to. I'm, yeah. I'm just like, I feel more clear yes. and motivated, I guess. So I work out and then I'll come home, make breakfast really quick. And then I'll do my like gua sha. I love my skincare. Like that is major What is your favorite skincare? I love Drunk Elephant's Marula Oil. Yes. The, yeah, the yellow Do you one. use that too? Yeah, I did for years. I haven't recently, but I love that stuff. I have like really oily skin or so I thought. So I was using all these products like my entire life that were like oil-free, oil-preventing, oil-blocking. And now that I use oils, like 
my skin has responded so well and like you know who I learned that from who? Lauren Elizabeth yeah yeah I'm sure honestly I probably did too because yeah. I just like trust her like everything she says yeah, yeah like she just has the best taste in like those types of things so basically I'll like yeah make my breakfast and then I'll typically go to like a session or something it's different every day which is really cool I meet a lot of just sick people Who's like your favorite person you've ever met? In a session? Yeah. Well, this is like like really, really old. Like I haven't worked with them in a long time, but I worked with these producers called Stargate and they have produced like Rihanna, Lady Gaga, like all these like people that I like grew up listening to. That's and they crazy. were, and like, you know, growing up, you don't really like look at the credits mm-hmm. of stuff, but they were somebody who like I knew. So like, I was like, this is really cool. Like how the fuck did I end up in this room with this person? But like, I remember somebody told me once, like no matter what room you end up in, like you're both there for a reason and to not like feel like scared or like feel like you're not worthy or anything. Like you're both there. Wait, let's dive into that. Cause that's like imposter syndrome. Which girl I have. Okay. So how do you work through that? Cause you are with, I mean, you're surrounded by it all the time. So how do you, how do you work through that? It's hard. It's really hard. And like, I don't think I've mastered it at all. I think it's just like that sentiment of just being like, okay, we're both in the same place. Like there has to be a reason for that. And just like finding confidence in what you bring to the table. Like, I really feel like good people attract good people and talented people attract talented people, like, you know, whatever. So I think if you just like kind of relay that, like that sort of message to yourself over and over again, it's like, the only way to battle through it but it's hard it's really hard yeah like do you feel that also yeah it depends on it depends on where I'm at in my life like emotionally mm, I think like, yes there are certain times where I'm really confident and there's yes. other times where I'm like oh my god why or even some like emails that I've been getting recently especially mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. I got some like crazy thing and mm-hmm. I was like that's so weird like yeah. why yeah then you forget like oh you've also been working for so long and right. you know like I think like a certain level to it is probably healthy mm-hmm. I don't think insecurity is healthy. I think maybe the like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. But it's also important to know that pretty much everyone across the board will struggle with it at some point. And if they don't, they're probably lying to you, you know? Yes, absolutely. So I think that's really important. Yeah, I definitely feel like also growing up, you have this idea in your head of like, an opportunity is gonna come to me. Like I'm gonna be in such a like better place in my life Mm -hmm. and have all these things. And I think like what I'm realizing right now is that like, we're all like just, you know, trying to figure it out at the end of the day. I don't think anyone really knows what they're doing. No, I don't think anyone does. So when, you know, you get that email from like a brand that you fucking love or like a designer or whatever the fuck it is that you're like, am I even like, like worthy of this? It's like, you actually are. Mm -hmm. And that's why they fuck with you because you are on your way up and you're doing the right things and you are where you're meant to be. So yeah. It's almost like a muscle. You have to like constantly exercise it. Like it's not really something that you just one day get and you have it forever. I mean, honestly, at the same time, it's kind of like a sign that you're moving up Yeah. at the same time, mm-hmm. because if you're not a little bit nervous or a little bit like, oh, what? what's happening? Then it, you're probably just like comfortable. And yeah. My in dad always says like, if you're nervous, that's a really mm-hmm. good thing. Like you want to be nervous always. Yeah. And actually that's something I look for in people I date too. If I'm like, not I was like, just about to say it's like dating. It's yes. like, if I'm not like terrified of you. <laughs> yeah it's not going to work for me. Yeah. I was like, so almost anxious in something a few months ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, okay, maybe this is a bad sign. I'm like, actually, I think that 
maybe it's a good sign that yeah. I'm a little, I'm like freaked out about this yeah. rather. Cause that means I care, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. not that I'm like, I don't want like anxiety with it, yeah. but I was just like, Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I just think that shows that you care at the same time. Absolutely. And I feel like if you're not having that feeling enough in your life, then you need to do something and, and change it up, change it up, spice it up. Yeah. Like put yourself in a weird situation, like hang out with that friend that you keep saying you're going to that, like you kind of know in the back of your head you're never going yeah. to. You know what I mean? Like, let's hang. We never do it. Yeah, yeah. I actually took my first pole dancing class. Oh my God, how was it? On Monday. Was it fun? It was so fun. Okay. I was terrified. I, I hear s- great things. Yeah, and it's really hard. There's like, a place like literally down the street from my house in Texas. Really? Yeah. You yeah. should go. I need to go. And like, also like, it's something that like all my friends were always like, let's do it. And one day I was like, fuck all of you guys. I'm just going to sign up by myself and do it because I can't coordinate with everyone's schedules. Yeah. This is something I need to do for myself. So... I am like driving there, called Emily actually. I was like, oh my God, like I was like really excited about this, but now I'm like really scared. Like I just think I'm gonna be like really awkward in in this room with like a bunch of people who like are what you'd expect to be there sort of thing. And I got there and everyone was like so friendly and also nervous and just like beginners. And it was just such a cool like experience and I'm really glad I did. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. So. I love that you like went by yourself too. Yeah, that's been my vibe lately. That's a confidence builder too. Yeah, Yeah. because also I feel like I perform way better when I'm like by myself in a new situation. Like I something turns on. You can't lean on people around you. So I'm like star of the show. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I need that more. So I've been like trying to, whether it's like traveling somewhere by myself or like putting myself in a, a class or a situation like that, like that's my vibe. Speaking of friends, how have you made good friendships? I think... I get asked that all the time because there's a lot of people in their 20s who are like moving into cities and things. You literally moved to another country. Yeah. Um, didn't know one person. Yeah. So how, what are your tips for making friends? At the end of the day, just be nice. Like a yeah. good person. That's what my brother Brett always says because he's like my brother that I go to and I'm like going through something and he's just like, Drew, like as long as you're just like a good person and you're you're making decisions with good intentions and you're nice, like literally no one can ever like say anything bad about you and that's just genuinely like how I try to live my life so and you are the nicest person you thank really you. are thank you I feel like I was raised very well and uh, you know it's something I I try to always do but um obviously there's a balance with that you can't just like let people walk all over you mm-hmm. um but do you make, struggle with that yeah absolutely yeah I, can I mean that. I'm like friends with like very like dominant like yes. powerful successful women which I love so much so it's definitely easy to like, you know, kind of fall back and making friends is like, how did you do it? Like you, you were in a same, a similar situation. Yeah, obviously. When I moved here, I knew some people though, because I knew a lot of people through YouTube mm. and uh, Molly and I moved together. Mm. So that was Molly, helpful. I know. Up. Shout out Molly. Mm-hmm. And also most of my friends in Texas I've known for forever, but any of the new friends that I've made, I really think you just have to meet one person and then yeah. they'll introduce you to someone and yeah. those people introduce you to people. Mm. Maybe the first or second people that are not going to be your forever friends. But I right. think that's how you ultimately end up Hone meeting in. people. Mm-hmm. But because the first person isn't someone that you see yourself being friends with forever, right. people just don't really make the effort. Yeah. And like, it's not that you're using them at all. It's just that you're going to meet people by life. Yeah. By like going out and being social, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really easy to like shut yourself down. Something I always say is like, you have to, to have a friend, you need to be a friend. Yeah. So people will be like, oh my God, I have no friends and sitting at home, like crying. Yeah. And I'm like, but have you made any plans with anyone? Yeah, or like reach out? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of that. And then here, especially I meet so many people, honestly, not through the show, mm-hmm. but it's, 
you meet so-and-so. I met Lindsay. I met everyone through that. Then I met, I don't even know if it was through Lindsay, but whoever it was at that time, Right. you really just have to meet one person and then they'll introduce you to people. It's not as intimidating, I think, as people can make it out to be if you look at it that way. Right. You it's, know? It shouldn't be a scary thing. It should be like an exciting, like, wow, these are all like these new people that I get to, you know, like learn about. Yeah, and like, get to know. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like my like, mantra for the past year has been go with the flow. I literally have it tattooed on my knuckles flow because I feel like it's really easy for me to like stay in. I'm, I'm a cancer. I'm a, an introvert at heart. I think, I think people would disagree with me, but no, I, I see that for you. Yeah, yeah. I like being in my space and just like chill, relax, whatever. But, and I find myself saying no to a lot of things and I, I have to constantly remind myself like, no, just like just do it. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Like at the end of the day, you're going to leave a situation with a story. Mm-hmm. And like, that's enough of a reason for me to go somewhere and do something or try something new. So I've even met people and I, like, we knew each other. We like maybe followed each other, whatever. It wasn't until a few years later that we really became good friends. friends. Absolutely. You have no idea what's going to happen. Literally. So it's really just about- I can move to Texas next year. You never know. The amount of people, by the way, who have actually, yeah. you really Dude, never Texas know. It's so fun. Okay. I want to talk about your YouTube obsession. Okay. I miss your YouTube channel. I understand you say it's not for you. It's fine. I'm not going to press you on that. But I do want to hear about your, what vlogs do you watch? I know you're very passionate. I am a passionate YouTube watcher. Like it is my vice. Is that what they call it? My vice. I watch Miss Kenzie Elizabeth. Uh, I'm honored. I had no idea. Of course. I actually When I found out Emily watched me like a year ago, I was like, really? Yeah, no, me and Emily like love to FaceTime each other for hours and just like talk about everyone's lives and not even in, not in a bad way, but just like. No, it's never negative. It's like, it's always just like, oh my God, did you see that? That's like so exciting or whatever. I will talk to Emily and she'll ask me something about someone that's so specific. I'm like, how did you catch five seconds in that vlog of that? Like she's tuned in. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh my God, did you see Kenzie's new kitchen? Like, holy (laughs) shit. Like it's looking so good. The new couch. That's actually how they talk though. Like that's seriously, those are the conversations. Like fully, fully, fully. I like know too much about everybody. Maybe it's because I'm nosy. I don't know. Anyway, also I'm kind of realizing, I think the, the YouTubers that I really love watching are people who don't live in my state or like are in this world. Cause I think there was a moment in YouTube where it was like, everyone lived here. Yeah. I'm going to move to LA. I'm going to like try to become this like star and like try to make it into traditional media. And now I think there's this wave of YouTubers, which I think is so sick where it's like, I'm going to move bumfuck nowhere and just like have a normal quote unquote normal life. And I just think it's so sick. So I love watching you um, my Texas girl. And then I love watching obviously Lindsay and Megan and then Emily and Lexi and, uh, Maggie and Emma. Like when you think about it, that's like basically the entire country that I <laughs> yeah, just covered. Actually, yeah, yeah. And it's so interesting to me to just see like people's lives. I don't know. I, I, I love it. And also it probably is different. Cause it's like, I'm friends with you guys. So it's like my version of like Keeping, keeping up. up with I you. I watch all my friends' vlogs. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure it's like you probably even like have more friends that are vlogging and whatever. So it's hard to keep up with though. Like after a weekend of like not like touching my computer, I'll like go on and be like, oh my God. There's like, so many videos. There's an Alicia vlog. There's yeah. a Kenzie vlog. There's a Maggie vlog. What the hell? Like this is like like three hours long. And people like, 
I'm so embarrassed, but like, I don't even fucking care. Um, like people who I'm friends with, they like watch like Netflix. I'm yeah. like, I'm like no. I don't watch shows. I read and I watch YouTube videos. Yeah. I need to tap into reading a little bit more. I'm like so into it. I, I could literally... get some recommendations from oh, you. I have, I'm on almost book 50 of 2021. I'm literally psycho. It's also my personality type of like, I'm either obsessed and it's my whole life or nothing. Like things that I like become my yeah. personality. Reading Hot Pilates, Texas. You know, Pilates. Yeah, I was there today. I was such a good I time. saw. How uh, was it? It was great. I mean, my favorite instructor isn't there anymore. What's her name? Shannon. Daylight. No, oh. Shannon owns it. I don't even think Shannon's teaching right now. But yeah, I mean, I know the front desk. Everyone, I, we keep up. We we like talk. I literally came in. We hug. We catch up. I mean, <laughs> it's like you know, a moment. It is a moment. Do they I'm not like, have it in Texas? Or no, I think are you in Dallas? I'm in Dallas. I think they're opening in um, LA. The thing is, like, yes, hot Pilates is like a certain workout, mm-hmm. but it's like the actual studio itself. I love and. I I miss Daylight. That's the thing. I'm like, Daylight, where you at? I don't quite know if it's going to be the same for me now that she's not there. I work out with her still and like we do Zoom stuff. Like we're actually really good friends now. You're living in LA. Like you just know so many people. I've never fangirled in my life. And then when Daylight, I think like replied to my Instagram story one day. You're like, yeah, and then she came on the show, yeah. um, wow. and I just love Full her. Circle. Yeah, now we're like really good friends, but I was Amazing. like obsessed with her. She played JoJo in a, my first class with her, and that's like my like too little, too late, like my all time. JoJo favorite. is my everything. Yeah, yeah, I need JoJo and Dolly Parton, probably like my two dream guests. At this that point. like yeah. makes sense for you. Don't you see it? I yeah. actually really see. There's it. like something. I was dying because I was listening to your podcast like a couple days ago, and you were talking about this place called Billy Bob's, and I was like. <laughs> What is her life? No, okay. Do you, the worst What part? is Billy Bob? Okay, it's the largest dance hall. I say that in quotes. So it's a honky tonk, apparently, is what the real name is. I cannot make this up. Dude, you would actually love this place, though. I'm sure I would. Everyone, oh my God, it's so much fun. We took a party bus. We all went. And it was like some random country artist concert. It was so much fun. It's literally like my favorite place to go. It's an hour from me. Um, yeah, we need to do a Texas trip and go there. I'm going to be in be Texas in November. Oh, oh wait. Yeah. yeah. It's right by my sister's birthday. She already texted me about it. Okay. Yeah, You're on the list, baby. Amazing. And, her. and oh, then no, we'll wait. go to the honky tonk. No, we should seriously go to Billy Bob's after. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Perfect. <laughs> I love this. Dude, Billy Bob's. <laughs> you will die. You're going to go and be like, like that's it's so where fun. the show is. Oh, there's like a bowl and everything. Yeah. It's not like Saddle Ranch. Please, no. I can't do that. Do you remember? Let's talk about Saddle Ranch, actually. Have we been together? I feel like we Uh, maybe have. Probably, because years ago, before it was like a big thing on TikTok, it was where you went when you were like, you had a long night Mm -hmm. and you were really like not Not fully there. Yeah. Yeah, so we would go. Lindsay kind of went through a phase of it. It was always like random people like wanting to go. Yeah. But it wasn't popular at that point. No. No one really went to that. It was like a really random place to go. It's like the spot like it's, it's so weird pop and like hollywood fixes i was there. gonna say they live there at this they point they live there and like there's a, the longest line i'm like there's so many other places there's so with many other places to go food, honestly the poor good. place like i i know that's great and like a lot of business but it yeah. almost seems like it's too much it's too much for them you know yeah, like walk down the street girls yeah or like they're guys, busy whatever. yeah they're really busy like it, it's not that good yeah like it's i promise you there's like other places yeah exactly you know? like exactly other things to do like zinc yeah <laughs> Okay, do you have any, like if you have an off day, this is the final question. Lots of off days, so. What are you doing? Who are you hanging out with? Where are you going? Okay, off day. And what are you wearing? I like actually have like a cartoon character, like costume. Like I wear literally a white beater and then like jeans or shorts and Air Force Ones and- That's pretty much what I'm wearing right now, actually. Yeah, yeah. I like don't get dressed unless I'm like doing something. You know what I mean? So- 
that's what I'm wearing. And I usually will link up with like Sydney or Stas. Yeah. And we'll get our blue bottle. Love. Mandatory blue bottle. Mandatory. And I don't know. I mean, honestly, like I'm friends with a lot of people who like to and have opportunities to do just like crazy things all the time. So um, we end up on a lot of party buses. Yeah. Um, my friends love to host events. Yeah. So there's usually like a themed birthday party that we're like getting ready for which is surprisingly a lot of stress. No, themed, honestly, it really, when I hear things are themed, it gives me anxiety. Like I went to a black tie like two weeks ago and then I went to an early 2000s birthday party, which just sounds so silly. Like why does that bring stress? But it does. It brings stress. It really does. Like you want to look good. Yeah. But honestly, like we just love like planning for stuff. So we like link up and just like have fun and, you know, do weird things. But we're also like so like, you know, normal and chill, but... Yeah, and a lot of dinners, a lot of food. A lot of food, Always a food. lot of tequila. A lot lots of tequila, of lots of party buses. That's like my life at this point. <laughs> yeah, I know, literally. I mean, we're not going to Billy Bob's, but. Yeah, I mean, not yet. Not yet. We're gonna get some people involved in the Dallas trip. We're gonna get people here. We'll be going there. Yeah, okay. I need a Texas man. Emily's been talking about them. I tell Emily this all the time. Like, I could find you a Texas man. Yeah, like, I'm sure you could. Easily. Mm-hmm. They're literally running rampant. Like they are, they're also so much better. But anyways, you're going on tour too. I'm going on tour. Okay, so when do you, when does that start? It technically starts end of August, but we're only doing three shows and then there's a month break and then November is the like run of like 20 something shows. So we'll be in Dallas. Amazing. So I'm excited to come back. I know, I can't wait. It's going to be a great time. The show, Billy Bob's, I'm looking forward to it. Hell yeah. Um, Okay, so where can they find you? On Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Drew Mac, D-R-U-M-A-Q, TikTok, TikTok. You've been killing it on TikTok, by the way. Thank you. I'm trying. It's really hard. It is hard, yeah. Yeah. I literally need to like hire someone. So I'm going to hire a Gen Z person. So like, and I am Gen Z, but like, so they can tell me what to do. Yes. So that'll be cool. Yes. You know, shout out to all the TikTokers because y'all are talented. Seriously. Seriously. It's nuts. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love you so much. I love you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. All right, guys. I love you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. As always, you can find us on YouTube, uh, anywhere podcasts are found, Instagram, TikTok, all of that. I love you guys so much. And I'll talk to you on Oh my God, I said I'll talk to y'all. Howdy, everyone. I will talk to y'all next Thursday. Okay. Okay.